Like going on blind dates I don't know how that bitch look I could have been took I'm keeping the vine fake Follow the line straight And narrow Never been one of my fine traits I just been living the road I don't got no home I cannot define safe Rounding the bases I live in the times Few of my niggas is running it with me We been surviving and keeping alive Thanking you God God's great Get me upon the lakes upon us Look at the water It's out your eyes You have been stuck in the blind state Most of us out here just nickel and dime Cook up and triple the crime rate But that's by the sign And we never snooze Now I'm so Wait, I'm stepping my shoes, nigga. Can't call it. I can't call it. I never came from deep pockets. Why can't I make a deposit? Can't call it. I can't call it. I can see the future that we're heading. I would say it's better not to tell. If it's anything like this in heaven, maybe I'll be better off in hell. Can't call it, 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 can't call it
Okay, so far I done managed to take advantage. I set the goal and of course it ain't take off like how I planned it. Granted, I want the globe and the planet where my hands is. Granted, I'm on my toes and I'm sick of standing. Sick of the bicker back and forth, the lifted pitch inside your voice. Cause I can't afford a pick if it's in the Porsche. If I get in the pickle, I pull the pistol out my shorts. Payback on the pussy boy, so give me mines and give me yours. Give me time and let me finish the design, the method. Me the line, I stepped it, point me in the wrong direction, digging in the mind, connecting everything I ever seen, never done, never was trying to set the gas to the fire. I prepped it, walking in shit that I stepped in. Oh, I had so many days of crying. Oh, I had so many days of pain. Have you ever been as sad as I am? Lord, I ask if anything would change. I can see the future that we're heading. I would say it's better not to tell If it's anything like this in heaven Yeah Maybe I'd be better Woo. off in hell better Activated, in hell. Activated. Native, Native language middle finger How ironic How ironic What how it takes to get it when you know you got it How you operating when you know you're calling Glad he raised me cause I know my papa wasn't sober often I ain't judging Woo. I get high Now I'm the best to break out and lead to 85 Sticking my chest out, putting my dukes up Losing respect for the ones you like Back in Georgia, we whip it slow Get put over and you could die Fuck the bullshit, fuck the cool shit Grab the burner, let's use our rights Let's get rid of these fools tonight What a decision, what a commitment What are the limits when you decide Pop the moonroof, ain't your voodoo Hit the crib, get danky cuckoo Certified, I can lead the new school Word the tribe, whole team is Zulu Oh, I had so many days of crying Oh, I had so many days of pain. Have you ever been as sad as I am? Lord, I ask if anything will change. I can see the future that we're heading. I would say it's better not to tell. If it's anything like this in heaven, maybe I'd be better off in hell. Better off in hell. Hey, hey, hey. Got a little bit sidetracked, and yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the Block is Hot Podcast. I'm your host, Famous Amos, aka the Unidentified Black Male, aka Soul Brother Number Three, aka Pinky. A.K.A. Billy Bordeaux. A.K.A. Hey, he went that way. And A.K.A. Mr. Unidentified. Even though that last one and the second one doesn't make too much sense because I've clearly been identified multiple times on camera. But again, these are all aliases, fun jokes that we like to go by on the block is hot and tall. My new listeners just tuning in for the first time, I would like to say welcome to the block. You're all honorary blockheads for the time being. The rest of the blockheads, you know what's good. We're going to go get it and touch some topics that have been going on this week. But we got a brand new month. And unfortunately, I am not prepared for this week's, I'm sorry, this month's book of the month. Um... Right now, I had a goof. Sorry, let me turn down the volume a little bit. Had a little bit of a fuck up. 
I usually what I do is the day before the podcast, I'm at work, you know, and I I draft up my stuff, you know, while I'm at, well, you know, while I'm at work. I like to have my ideas there on a separate, you know, monitor and screen. I have a you know email address ready to go to myself. And that's where I usually come up with the topics and other things, but that's why I usually put my breakdown. So basically my highlighting points for the book of the month was in that email because I send multiple throughout the day. And that was the last one when, you know, basically doing a breakdown of the last book. For those of you that don't know, was Jim Butcher's Stormfront. Um, it's the first book in his series known as the Dresden Files. And then the second book is The Alchemist. And again, I still can't pronounce his um, last name correctly. It's Paulo, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Paulo B. All right. I'm oh, sorry. Paulo Coelho. Um, and there's the book following. Great books. Each have their own meaning. Uh, next week, or I might just do a little separate breakdown video for YouTube. Uh, kind of like breaking down why I chose those books. Why I think that they're kind of a fun read as well as a soulful building read for the second one. And also since I was, you know, reading the last book, you know, got kind of into it, I did not have a chance to really pick um, a book that I thought would be fitting for this month. I was thinking about possibly the missing 411 series, starting that up, but who knows? Uh, I just need a few more days, you know, that long vacation week, Labor Day. I hope everyone that's listening to this, I hope you had a Monday off from work and did not have to show up and participate in labor on Labor Day. Um, that's the that's the only thing I can say. Um, if you're wondering, oh, well, fame, what uh, what did you partake in on this Labor Day? Well, uh, over the weekend, I had a, a friend move in. He's occupying one of the rooms in the house, uh, and you've met him before through the podcast. He goes by the name of Chef Diesel, a.k.a. Dom. So he'll be dropping by. Sorry. He'll be popping by more than likely. Um, you know, I mean, he's only up the stairs, down the hall type of thing. So maybe swooping through and saying what's up every once in a while. So that was interesting. Then other than that, on the actual Labor Day, I had a buddy come back from a hunting trip, brought some dove, brought some garnish hens that he had also bought, just some other meats left over from the camping trip itself. So we had some beers, we had some meat cooked up. It was great. Slowly convincing the gang to participate in fixed gear activities on their bikes. Again, if there's any fixed gear riders out there, you can all be a part of the gang. We're going to be called the Dope Peddlers. All right. Our logo is going to be a crackhead on a bike. I'm going to probably try to draw that up. <laughs> and that's going to be some real funny ass shit because we're going to have cycling jerseys and shit. I'm like, oh, what what, what was that? What, what was that say? Like we're the Dope Peddlers. But we're going to spell it D-O-A-P-E. Like or D-O-A-P like dope. Like not so it's not like D-O-P-E. Like dope, like that's cool. You know, it was like dope. Just trust me. When you see the logo, it's gonna look dope. Ah, uh, yeah. You see what I did there? So yeah, anyone who out there rides a cycle, bicycle, you can be a part of the dope peddlers too. But this gang's gonna be fixed gang. All 
So we had some recent music come out recently. Or new music. Sorry. I did just smoke a fatty before we launched this episode or started recording. Let me go ahead and uh, check on that. So that new Common album, that's what I was actually meaning to play as an intro song, but I just couldn't figure out which song I wanted to play. But his new album, Let Love, it's the perfect morning album, I would say. And I'm not the one who came up with that. That all credit goes to the homie Norik, that's cool, a.k.a. Mars Rogers, a.k.a. I don't know his other AKs. That's gotta, I gotta stop assuming niggas have more than one AK. But I was taking this guy to the airport on a Sunday morning. And we were just, you know, it was early as fuck. Like I'm talking about, we left at like 4.45. He had a flight at 7, but we wanted to make sure we got there early. Um, so by the time we actually got like on the road and out, like, I got gas, you know, and got some coffee. It was about maybe like 5.15. And got him to the airport in time. He was good. But we were talking just about, you know, music came out. And I was mentioning that Common album. And he was like, yo, honestly, like, this is the perfect morning album. He's like, once you see like, because, you know, the way that, the you know, we were getting to the airport, we know the sun's about to rise soon. He's like, yo, as soon as you see the sun about to rise, start playing that album. And... Before I left, you know, I went, got a refill on the cup of coffee. And, you know, by the time I got out and started, you know, just getting up back onto the highway, I could see the sun starting to break by the clouds. And as I'm as I'm cruising down, you know, the uh, by this time I'm on the uh, the 605 freeway. So I'm on the 605 freeway freeway going north, about to get onto the 60 freeway. And then boom, put the album on, Common, Let Love, first song, Good Morning Love, featuring some more Pender Hughes, and just damn, it was, it was fire. Just listening to that album the whole way home, got home, cleaned my bike up real quick, started painting and shit, and just, you know, it, it, was, it, gen, it was just the perfect morning album to start your day. Like, if you want to start your day with just some positive-ass shit, you know, some dope bars, you're going to get some nice, you know, R&B medleys, you're going to get some smooth-ass instrumentals, telling you, you got to listen to this Common Let Love album. Just, you know, it was awesome. Speaking of new content, did anyone get a chance... To listen to Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones stand-up special. And I'm talking about actually take the second listen, you know, not even trying to, you know, laugh, but like just looking to how he breaks down jokes, the construction of his comedy and his routine. Like, I think I've watched it now four times. I've watched it once, like, just, you know, as, you know, first time. Second time, like, as just listening to it, but not watching to it. I just had it in my phone, and I was listening to it at work, kind of like I would a podcast. 
third time, I kind of like just wanted to watch it again. And just the, now this time I was actually listening and just like kind of studying it. And I'm no stand up comedian, but I, I love the art of stand up. And I, it's something that I think should never be taken for granted. And no comedian should ever have to censor themselves. You know, maybe it's just uh, stand up is an American thing because we have our freedom of speech to where we can say whatever the fuck we want. But I love stand up comedy and I, I, I genuinely appreciate it. And I'm, I'm going to have a separate episode where I'm going to not necessarily rank, you know, all the comics. That's stupid. But I'm going to rank and not, and not in any order, but I'm going to list the comic comics that are personally impactful to me. You know, you know, that's just off the rip. You know, we're not talking about just like the Eddie Murphy's and the fucking Dave Chappelle's and the, you know, Robin Williams's and the George Carlin's. I'm not just talking about those comedy guys. I'm talking about all the ones from, you know, big and small to maybe not even all that known, but just, you know, why I love comedy. That's going to be for a whole nother episode, a whole nother breakdown. That doesn't even deal with anything that we probably normally talk about. But you know what? I got to put it out there. And the reason why I'm even talking about all this is. The amount of backlash I'm seeing about Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones documentary. And it's it's the thing is. I'm not one that personally cares about what the media has to say. Because I know what it is. I know that it's a controlled entity. You know, it, someone is giving them a script to read to us, to the masses. You know, it's predict. It's, it's 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 programming. It's all part of the. You know, if you want to say the MK Ultra program, anything like that, go ahead. But I'm just being real about it. It's something that is programmed and given to us. I don't like using fake news because I'm not saying that all news is fake, and that's a that's a very dangerous term. But I will see that say uh, that the news is being manipulated by those that have money. Okay, that aside, the media and I think it's more the uh, the far left. They're the ones that are kind of you know really trying to censor it. Like right now, I think it's at fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Previously, it was at zero, and. People are calling it extremely offensive. Like they're comparing him to the uncle who says a bunch of racist shit that he doesn't know it's racist. And you're just like, oh my gosh, how do I explain? It's like, what? No, like Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, is our modern day, probably Dan Carlin, so to say. You know, been over it's been over 10 years since dan carlin died died june 22nd 2018 i mean sorry 2008 back in uh in santa monica you know i remember when he died i was still in high school at that time junior and i was just like damn like he was one of my favorite you know real comics you know and when i say real like he was the first comedian that i was introduced to that would make social commentary on the government that wasn't just like a, a, a easy shot at a president more at the like industry of what's going on like um i think it's his 14th 
comedy special. It's the one that he did in New York. Fuck. Let me uh, let me see. Uh, um, Jamming in New York. That one. George Carlin, Jamming in New York. That comedy album is fantastic. And that was my first album that um that I heard of George Carlin. And after that, you know, researched the catalog, found everything. And then from the him, that's when I found out about Bill Hicks. And, you know, I, I realized that there's there are people that were talking about politics and political things that weren't let's see. Like I guess you could see like a uh Eddie Griffin joke about the president or like a DL Hughley joke about the president. Other comics were making jokes about the president. They were more surface level. These were more deep rooted. They would make you think about the establishment as a whole. And that's why, you know, I love these types of comics and I think that they have a great influence on the people. Um, you know, I, I always uh you know, once in a while I'll thank Sam Tripoli for uh, you know, giving us the opportunity to go on his uh, platform and just talk and just, you know, introduce us into the circle of people who do this podcasting life and to kind of give us advice, you know, and I'll always be thankful to him about that. But, um, you know, I, I've seen, uh, you know, Sam stuff, you know, again, I'm not going to, you know, try to, you know, you know, dick ride or anything and say that I was the biggest fan, but I knew who he was through, I've seen this stuff on comedy, uh, comedy central. And then I had heard about him through Joe Rogan and just that inner circle of comedians and listening to the church was happening now. So that's how I knew who he was. And I knew he was on the conspiracy side. So that's how I kind of figured out who he was. And I thought he was more of like, he's the guy that's like really like, like Carlin and like the Hicks, they were kind of more subtle Sam was more like, bam, bam, like in your face, like, yo, this is what it is. And then it's like keeping it real and then going full tilt with conspiracies and makes it super fun. You know, same thing with Eddie Bravo. Like he, he does the same type of shtick, but like their energy is so dope that it's like it, it makes people who are skeptical like want to be like, man, fuck these guys. I'm going to prove them wrong. And then when they go down that rabbit hole, they're just like, fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can, uh, go toe to toe with these guys. Like they, they may be onto something and that's why I was like, that that's dope. So I feel like comics have a way to just grasping through to people on a level that, you know, an average Joe or teacher just isn't going to touch maybe a coach. I don't know what it is, but, um, coaches are the only people that seem to have influence outside of like parents. <laughs> and if any of you guys have seen the uh the south park episode about when stan uh the stanley's cup one when stan becomes a uh a coach you know sometimes just all you need is the word of your coach to give you that extra influence you know your parents are gonna love you no matter what but your coach he don't give a fuck like at the end of the day he's not even barely even getting paid to do that job that's all out of passion he was gonna tell you if you suck <laughs> so um you know, Dave Chappelle has been getting a lot of outrage, especially from that LGBT community. You know, his whole LGBT set joke. Again, if you guys listen to it, the breakdown of this joke. And I'm not one to uh, to butcher a joke. And I always remember uh, Eddie Murphy's line in Delirious, how he says, you know, about the guy standing around the cooler, you know, fucking up his material and shit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, no matter how funny 
it is in my mind, I will never repeat it back as funny as it was said on that stage. So let me just not even ruin it. Go watch the fucking stand up. Tell me what you think about his LGBT group uh, group joke in the Discord. Actually, no. DM me on Instagram. All right. That's the best way to get at me. Um, the Discord is for the community. Instagram is for the direct message. All right. And tell me if it isn't the truth. Like, I feel like the transgender group is the one group that it's like, I feel like they get the worst shit out of everyone else. Like, no one gives a really a fuck if you're gay or bi. People, well, yeah, but he was right. You know, I do think people think the bi people are maybe a little nasty because they may be trying to steal your guy or girl. But usually it's like the other way around. It's like, all right, you know, you're gay. You may try to steal my girl or dude, whatever you play on your side. And then like, but the transgender is like, okay, people, both sides are just like, what am I? It's like, if you're really convincing, it's like, do I, you know, how do I approach this as far as being polite? It's like, and not even a hit on like someone like that, but like, is it your place to like tell someone like if I met a transgender woman with a group of my friends and then my homie that's coming to meet the group doesn't know that she's a transgender and he's like low key trying to pick her up and she's not saying anything about her being a transgender chick. Am I in the wrong for grabbing him by the shoulder and being like, yo, that's a dude, my nigga. Am I in the wrong because I'm exposing the truth? See, society ain't ready to have those questions. That's why that's why I can't be mayor. They don't want me to be mayor. Dave Chappelle's joke on Anthony Bourdain. I think that joke went clearly over people's heads. And by that, I believe Dave Chappelle was exposing the pedophile ring that Jeffrey Epstein was also exposing. The whole Me Too movement was also exposed around um, Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend. I forget her name. We talked about her in a previous episode. And I'm not fact-checking, but I am pouring up a beer. So for those of you that are drinking probably while listening to this, cheers to you. If you're at work listening to this, you know, clickety-clack, clickety-clack on them keyboards. And I hope that you, you know, got a good ergonomic chair. For those of you that are listening to this on your car, I just hope that your windows are down. (laughs) So back to what I was saying, the Anthony Bourdain joke. Dave Chappelle broke down in that joke. What Anthony Bourdain's job was. For those of you that don't know, because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't watch too much TV, and if you do, you're just watching Sports Center, or you're just watching like cartoons, anime. You really don't give a fuck about Travel Channel shit because you can probably watch something more fire on YouTube. But Anthony Bourdain had a great show, and I used to watch it a lot back in high school, and just I was a fan of Anthony Bourdain because he was an ex-convict, and you know, uh, I believe he was a heroin addict, and. You know, he lived a crazy, interesting life, but he still managed to turn his whole life around and achieve greatness. And 
Do the one thing that everybody knows that they would love. It doesn't matter what your fucking task is. You know that if your job was to literally get fucking paid to travel the world and eat fine foods and just talk with interesting people and just live, you would love it. It'd be awesome. I don't give a fuck if you like, if you love working on cars, you love painting, you love making music, you can do all that shit as a hobby. But when you're paid for your career just to travel the world and eat fire food, talk to some people, maybe ride a little bit, bruh, bruh. Like, if anyone told me that tomorrow, like, yo, yo, fame, the block is hot. You, you, you want to just like quit your job and travel the world on our dime and eat fire food and just talk and interview interesting people, maybe celebrities, maybe chefs, you know, fucking we may even throw in gang members or some shit just to get a life on the underworld. I'd be like, yes, fuck my out shit. It's like, can I just set my house on fire too while I'm at it? Like. Just so I know that I, it's for real and I'm not going to come back for a while. <laughs> That's how fucking wild I would be like, yes, making millions, making buku bucks and having like a fire ass like step. I mean, like fucking like like fucking ex-wife or whatever that shit is like. Think about it. And yet he hung himself in a luxury fucking hotel suite. That's just some wild ass shit. You really got to like, you got to really like look at all the fucking factors, like everything. He still hung himself like, and then when he broke down the story of his homie, his homie that, you know, basically, you know, was a hood genius, which we all know one of those, you know, one of those people that are just super smart, you know, they're going to do great things with their life, you know, falls in love, gets married. Of course, she fucks him over, takes half of all his shit, and just like working at Foot Locker, living at his mom's house, trying to get his life together for about 10 years, still hasn't got his shit together. And not once did he think about killing himself, and he had nothing. So it's a lot of things to think about. Does the money and the wealth and the success and fame make you happy? Or is there something deeper? Or. Was this nigga trying to expose some shit or was his girlfriend trying to expose some shit and they just X'd him off like it was nothing because they know, well, if he dies, we're still going to make guap because everyone, his his life is going to double in value. Everyone's going to want his books. Everyone's going to want a merchandise, everything. His special is going to be played on replay. Anthony Bourdain, you know, you got to think about everything like that. But I don't think the average person thinks about that. I think the average person thinks about things on a surface level. But a lot of things are deeper than the surface. But it's okay. Blockheads know. They know what's good. And I know this is supposed to be somewhat of a conspiracy podcast, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I think this is all playing into some type of bigger thing. I think we're getting, I think something crazy is about to happen financially, like in Wall Street, kind of like how we had that collapse in 2008. Like, I just feel like we're due for something really big or another big boom. Like 
the cryptocurrency was one big boom and that really showed people what the power of you know um cryptocurrency can can be but i think something crazy is about to happen like trump just signed an executive order on wednesday that forgives all student loan debt for any permanently disabled u.s military veterans and i thought that was pretty interesting you know and at first i thought well you know that's kind of weird but then you know that's not fair but i thought nah if you are a serviceman and you're permanently disabled and you're fucked up yeah i feel like you should get that burden lifted from you because you know like that that's like us paying you back for at least like the most we can do like yo we're not gonna give you a bunch of student loan debt on top of you being all fucked up and disabled because i'm not gonna lie and this is just so we have this all out in the air and i don't know if we've talked about it before but i think this nation needs to discuss this feeling of fairness regarding student loans and student loan debt okay and i hear this argument all the fucking time about we need to forgive people's student loan debts we need to forgive all the student loan debt student loan debt is crippling people this that and the third and you know what why is the student loan debt an issue for people that don't have student loan debts i understand that that's something that you can't you know basically file for bankruptcy like that's something that it stays with you and it's like that for a reason it's like that because there's like harvard graduate students that learn the power of the bankruptcy law would basically get loans for their fucking education and file bankruptcy on it so that's why those laws are in place but people don't realize that you know and i'm not going to get into exact specifics because you know i'm not a lawyer but that's basically in a gist why we have those laws and I don't think it's my personal issue to pay for someone or forgive someone's loan debt that's going to fuck with the country. And people will say, but fame, what about the fucking banks? What about these businesses we bail out? Well, you know what a business does? It provides services and jobs to people. What the fuck does your degree do? Okay. People fail to realize that there's a lot of people out there that took out these loans you know, basically, when you take out a, a student loan, what you're doing is you're putting an investment in yourself saying, with this investment, I'm going to go to school, get an education, and when I'm done, I'm going to be able to get a job to pay this back. Now, if you went and got a degree in some bullshit, that's your problem. Because I get it. There are some people out there that they just can't find work or they can't find work in their career because they need experience, yada, yada, yada. Well, the thing is, that's not a lot of people's problems. Like that's why that's not our problem to help the country. Cause you're the you're the minor few that went to school, graduated, got your shit. Cause there's people that are scamming the system, getting free money when it should be the people out there that are trying to get it for free, uh, you know, you know, that need the assistance. You know, there's people that will file for exemption um, or emancipation at 17 so that they can get these types of exemptions and benefits while still getting aid from their parents. So that's some bullshit i mean i see it as this there's the, also the people out there that got addicted to drugs which again is not my fault but 
and I'm not, I'm not saying it's your fault, but that's it, it's life. If you took out a sixty thousand dollar loan on your education and you dropped out and or you got pregnant and just didn't go, and like, why now should we forgive you for your fuck up? And I'm not talking about just the the kid situation. I'm talking about for anything. If you flunked out and because you didn't take college seriously and you fucked up, now you have debt. Why should I pay for your fuck up? No one wants to hold themselves accountable for this thing called student debt. Because granted, not everyone out there is succumbing to their student debt because they can't get a job. There's a lot of people out there who just fucked up, got a degree in some bullshit, or they just didn't take that experience seriously and really just fucking like, oh shit, I got a degree in something that I didn't want or don't want to do. Or it's just like, and I still got to pay for it. Or they realize, well, shit, I don't even need this degree. Why did I pay for this art degree if I could have just fucking started a YouTube channel or just started promoting my work? You know, or there's the people out there said, why did I get this fucking degree if it wasn't even necessary? I could have just started my business, got experience in the field and got money and then started going to school part time. I think people were sold on that four year fucking myth. And what is that four-year myth you're saying? I think the bullshit four-year myth that we were all sold is that... Uh, the, the fucking four-year myth we were sold is that right after high school, you need to go straight to college and go and, and directly start, you know, working towards your future. Again, getting burnt out. That's why all this country is addicted to fucking speed and Adderall. This is some real shit no one wants to talk about. Okay. So imagine this, you just got done with all that stressful shit of fucking like high school and they think you're going to blow off that steam in one summer. No, some people need to not go to college for that first semester, get a regular job, get into the market, try to get an internship, maybe work for free while still living at mom and dad's house. Yo, I'm about to start going to school. I'm just looking for an internship before I decide really if I want to do this. Cool. He gets to work in the industry and fuck it. They may just give him a job after he doesn't even need to go to school or wait. So that's what I'm saying. I think we need to take a year off, you know, or at least like not force the stereotype that if you don't go to college straight out of high school, you're a loser. I think that's a poor thing that's putting a lot of stress on these kids' minds. And that's why they're going there because their parents and their parents want them to be that old type of model. And then they're like, oh, little Billy, Billy's going to UCLA. And it's like, Billy doesn't want to go to UCLA. Billy doesn't know what the fuck he wants to do. But you know what Billy does want to do? He still wants to party and get the steam blown out real quick, you know? And just, so he may be there, but he's taking bullshit classes. He's probably not really taking his degree serious. All the while, his mom and dad are probably racking up debt or taking out a home equity line of credit, fucking over their house. And poor Billy, when he gets out, can't get a shit, can't get a job because he ain't learning any fucking good work skills. And he's a fucking dumbass because he only passed with C's. Though That's the real conversation America's not having about student loan debt. Okay, student loan debt is a scam to enslave the masses. Okay, because there's people right now that are old as fuck still paying student loan debts. There are people that are successful still paying their student loan debts, paying the bare minimum or just paying interest, barely any principal. So imagine that. 
Student loan debts tied to what? A social security number. What's issued at every birth? A social security number. Who do we sell our debts to? We sell our debts to other countries. Who's the biggest holder of U.S. debt? Japan. Used to be China. These are things you got to think about. Who has the most debt? It's not credit card debt anymore. Student loan debt. So they know that when they got you and who you're paying to, yeah, those are debtors and creditors. Yeah, they know what they're coming after. It's a little bit of a crackpot theory, but it's still something that needs to be discussed. And that's why I'm saying, why the fuck do I need to pass a vote or try to vote for your student uh, debt forgiveness? Why do I need to be held accountable for your shit? Because I don't have any student loan debt. All right. So why are you trying to sell me on the idea that I need to have taxes probably increased to cover your student loan debt? Because student loan debt isn't just a fucking delete key we can press. Okay. And banks make money off of that student loan debt. Look at that. Uh, the the man, the mil uh, billionaire millionaire who paid off that whole student loan debt for the class at Morehouse. Okay. The banks are hot. Because they're planning on making a lot of money off of that interest. They don't give a fuck if you paid it all off up front. Like, nigga, we want that interest. We don't care about principal here. Interest. That's always been the name of the game. Interest. Remember that. When you read your contract for your next loan, what's your APR score? <sighs> Motherfuckers need to wake up. Debt. That's why motherfuckers don't want you to have cash. They don't want you to have any type of physical type of currency that can be bartered with. Because what if all these servers go dead overnight? Surat. Nothing you can do. I don't know, man. And then. I know I go off on these tangents and shit, but this is just some real ass shit. Like. Recently. For the past maybe like month or so, I've been meditating on and off, you know, really trying to get more consistent with it. But it's crazy when you see the world that we're living in right now and how it just feels so fake and nothing seems real. Like I know on the last episode, I said that we're going to be living in the fourth type dimension where you're just going to be putting on glasses and it's going to be all augmented reality. But damn, man, like this should be really wild. Like, we just had another shooting. Just had another shooting. Fucking, because of that shooting, Walmart has decided to discontinue sales of their short barrel ammunition. For those of you who don't know what short barrel ammunition is, the 223 and 556 caliber commonly used in the AR 15 platform. And it's because of the two deadly shootings at Walmart stores. Now, am I saying that this is a fake shooting? No. I am not saying that this is a fake shooting at all. I am not one of the people that says that shootings are quote unquote fake. I believe people died. Was this a set up shooting? Yes. Coincidentally, this is probably a set up shooting because this is, it's not the most recent shooting at Walmart. It's just another two. So this is, you know, and I look at everything like baseball rules, kind of, you know, three strikes in your route. 
and look at what happened before like wasn't it the earlier of uh, august we had a shooting at a walmart too so we still haven't seen the footage from that so if this is the third one it's just like fam let's just get rid of it why even keep playing these games bro like let's just stop let's just stop and i'm telling you man these times are coming these times are coming i ain't talking about the biblical end times i'm talking about the cultural end times fam if you from the 90s i ain't talking about anything before that like if you old if you older than that then you're my elder you're my og i respect all your opinions and you know i'm probably gonna agree with you anyways but if you're if you are a 90s kid I'm talking about you were born in the 90s from either 1989 through 1992 that's the cutoff everything after that you know you're really not experiencing anything so and by a 90s kid i ain't talking about like the 90s when you were like popping like 13 or something i'm talking about when you were a kid like playing and shit cartoons you know the 2000s you know with those that shit was lit from 2000 to 2006 that shit was cracking that time frame okay like to be a kid you were on some other shit because you were still on that 90s wave except if you were lucky like you probably had a cell phone too you know and so and it wasn't some crazy cell phone it was just enough to be always in connect always get a ride somewhere like i remember once we even had to call a cab once to get a ride and as a kid you realize that's some pretty crazy shit because you had the homie that had the fucking card he was like yo it's like a little prepaid card and shit was lit that's all you gotta know so if you were a part of that era it was just it's hard to explain I got, I got lost track of thought right now damn that's what happens when you podcast alone sometimes you just get lost in your track in your track of thought talk about 90s shit 90s kids living that shit up cell phone bam Fuck, I'm not gonna lie, that shit is completely gone from my head. All I know is that I was saying the cutoff year for like that 90s time frame is it was different back then. Like you got to experience a different type of environment socially. And I think right now that's what's causing a lot of this whole shooting and mass epidemic thing. Like you knew shit was dangerous, but it was just it wasn't as crazy and wasn't as like polluted. And we're just moving into that reality. Like, like I said earlier, I'm not one of those planned shooters, like type of people like me. I'm sorry, uh, fake shooters. This just probably could have been planned. And what's it to lose in the bigger game of things? Like if you look at, if you pay attention to your history, civilizations and leaders have done things to the masses, like it's nothing just to get their point across. So what's a few a few dozen people dead to get a legislation process uh, passed you know at the end of the day you know we're gonna move on but that's just you know 
that's just my thoughts man it's fucked up you know because at the same time people are, are getting pain and suffering and that's why i wanted you to read the dresden files because i genuinely believe and that's why i was saying earlier i started meditating a little bit more like i genuinely believe now in the energies and frequencies that we give off and my thing has always been in the mindset of i was born and raised a christian but how many times did i really pray not a lot i mean i pray before dinner pray before bed and it was just a standard prayer of just you know like you know in the name of jesus christ my lord and savior i like to be thankful for my uh, family and friends basically like that type of shit and I was saying these words without knowing what their meaning was before. Like I would, I would say it because I knew in my heart I love all these people and I want them to be well. But I was only doing it because I felt like I, like I had to. And I didn't think about what you project when you speak things into existence, or you know the vibrations of the voice, your mental vibrations and frequencies. So I started, you know, once I started thinking about that, you know, and this isn't just recent. This is like throughout the years. I started thinking about, damn, like prayer means something when you actually mean the power of your words and you put the power behind them. And that's what they talk about in the Dresden Files. And that's what they talked about in, 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 you know, wizardry and magic and all that shit. And that's what brought me to the idea of like these niggas that practice like voodoo and black magic and Satanism and shit like like the real ones that like will draw like the crazy circles will fucking like sat make little small sacrifices like they're putting their power and energy and vibrations into that which would which is what we would call dark it's like the force it's like the dark side of the force and you know the light side well what are you going to choose and basically you we all have that choice and we don't even realize that everything we do and manifest is all in energy and positivity that's why you get people that are saying you know, oh, you got to be positive, positive, positive. And then you you just see the negative and negative people. They're just like, man, fuck that positive shit and fuck you. You're being fake and all that shit. And it's just like they don't even realize that 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 negativity is just enveloped in their soul and they can't even like escape from it. And they just think that the whole world thinks that way. But it's not the truth. You know, people can see through the fake. And then they'll say, but it's like the people just, the guys, they were like, everything is bullshit. It's like, nah, man, like not everything is bullshit. You can feel the positive energy and vibes, but you know, that's the same thing that is involved with prayer. And that's the same thing that can be invoked with all these mass shootings, like death and causing pain and grief causes a negative energy. Like all these mass shootings, think about all the negative energy and fear that they're garnishing, garnishing and like collecting from that. Like imagine if someone like in the Dresden Files is like casting a spell and they're like collecting all that negative energy and sorrow and pain and they're using that to do some other shit that we don't even know about. Maybe even bringing something into this world. I don't know though. That's just something that you know, I want you guys to really think about because it's a conversation that's never really discussed, but I personally think that it should. You know, there's nothing wrong with having these types of discussions as long as you're not like being a dick and being like super gung-ho and like, oh, 
you're fucking wrong. No, no. You, you, if you go into any type of conversation like that, it's not going to end well. You always got to make sure you go into that shit with a fucking reasonable head and just want to have a good discussion. And, you know, always realize, you know, you may be wrong. You may be right. But let's just have fun with that conversation. I right? bars. I'm not going to lie. I was not planning on that to rhyme, but you know, might have to make that the new slogan of the show. <laughs> All right, I already forgot what it was, but I might go back and, re and re <laughs> might have to go back on that one. So, if you can go, oh. hmm, thought I saw some new single shit pop up on my Spotify when I was searching through, which reminds me, if you have a specific song that uh, you would like to have featured in the intro or the ending song ending song i usually have a little bit of something old or something that's not so like new on the intro song i like to have something more new and current or like a, a brand new release but i also want to hear what you guys are listening to and what you guys would think would be a good one so if you guys made it this far go ahead and leave a comment in any of the posts on either YouTube, Instagram, DM me on Twitter, or no, tweet me at Twitter, DM me on Instagram, anything of those natures that you can get in contact with me, because I will see it, and I'll just go through and be like, yo, I might just have a playlist set up for episodes to come, just know that you'll be featured on it, and we'll keep it pushing like that, because we're, we're running up on an hour here, as of right now, I'm still getting used to doing the podcast solo dolo. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me and Tim. Tim himself is on his own path right now. And he needs this time to, you know, figure some things out. So, you know, he's deleted a lot of his social media. He's off right now. Just know that he's in good spirits. Um, we may have something coming up later. Also, if you made it this far and you're listening to this on Anchor, I want to let you know, I want y'all to specifically take advantage of that whole audio app. Let us know how you feel. Shoot us some feedback. Shoot us whatever. And we'll try to feature some shit on the show. Um, what I will say is don't be super profane. You know, if you're going to spoof and just say, nigger, 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 no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But for those of you out there that, you know, care about hip hop, care about conspiracies, care about the news, want to get yourself heard, have a good you know, discussion or have us answer some of the questions that you feel like we failed to answer in the past and haven't gotten back to definitely on anchor. Take advantage of that whole voice audio call app thing. All right. We will we will use those. All right. This is the this is the block is hot. And all y'all are blockheads. Y'all are a part of this discussion. All right. I don't know y'all niggas, but y'all my niggas. All right. So what are we gonna, what are we gonna jam out to? You know what? I'm gonna end this shit on some old school Drake. I'm gonna end this shit on some old school Drake from back in the day, real, if you, if you were a Drake fan back in the early days, you'll know this song. 
I ain't even gonna fucking drop the name of the song. I'm not gonna tell y'all what it is. Y'all need to do the research. If y'all really know what this is, I need you to shoot me a DM and you may get a little surprise, a little sticker sticker pack. But until that time comes, my name is Famous Sam. It's Mr. Unidentified. This is The Blanc is Hot. I am Billy Bordeaux, and you have yourself a fantastic motherfucking day. DJ Rockstar. Let me do me. You just do you. I'm double cupped right now. So to the bangers. So to the bangers. Yeah. I say I be on some cheese shit, I be on some cheese shit Check out what I done and check out who I be with I'm me, bitch I said I'm me, bitch, yeah And it goes young, 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 young DJ Ill Will So baby, let me take you down Oh, I way she moving And she knows that I'm gon' put it Make sure you don't fall in love Cause I don't have the time for that Only thing I chase is money If you tell me where it's at When you rich there is a certain type of woman you attract I say I be on some cheese shit I be on some cheese shit Check them other niggas for that Louis shopping spree shit Not me bitch I said not me bitch Go young, young, young Young, young, yeah. So baby, let me DJ take it
just to you. I'm double cupped right now, so Hey, it's your girl, Luscious Liz from Big Boys Neighborhood on Power 106, and you're now tuned into the hottest R&B mixtape series. I love your girl with my homies, DJ Ilwell.